This podcast is sponsored by ArtColorKit.com. Are your art supplies lonely? Visit ArtColorKit.com. Hello. Good morning. Uh, I have a few life updates. Um, I got the coronavirus vaccine. Uh, I think that was on Monday, my first shot. I'm pretty excited about that. I feel like there's now like an end in sight for at least me. There was a clinic that had a bunch of extra ones, and they just did a blast saying, first come, first serve. So jumped in the car and got over there extremely fast and was able to knock that out. So I get my second shot. I think it's April 18th. And then after that, I am A-OK. I can't remember if I talked about the job interview, but I had a job interview on Monday. Wait. No, I got the coronavirus shot on Friday, maybe? I don't remember. But I had my job interview on Monday, and that went really well. We interviewed for like almost two hours. I uh, really hope I got it. It's a great company. Uh, it's it's, I don't know, it's just, you know, it's a job. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, having a place to go. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Seth Godin I believe it was his name, Seth Godin. He's like a, a, a marketing guru guy. Um, he has a lot of like podcasts and YouTube videos and a whole bunch of things. But um, I just stumbled upon him and I was really into what he was talking about in terms of just like life in general. And he's made me rethink some things. So I, I think I talked to y'all about doing a happiness map instead of just an anxiety map. So... I made an anxiety map. I made a few of those. Those really helped me get my my, uh, my anxieties together on paper. I did a happiness map, which helped put my anxiety in perspective to where I can focus on all the things that are important, not just anxiety. And um, after listening to Sam Godin, I've made something I'm calling a calling path. So I'm at this point with my art where it's kind of become a grind. Um, and I don't know if that's just because I don't have my day job anymore. Because usually what I do is I grind at my day job and then I get off work and I go straight to the studio. Uh, I may grab some food or I may eat at the house, but then I go to the studio and I just work for a few hours, maybe two, three hours, and I just release my energy. And that's all it needs to be for me. Um, I've never really been into showing my work. Uh, I started Instagram a few years ago as an experiment with sharing my work. And I feel like I started making work just to share on Instagram, so I haven't been sharing as much. I do post stories, so if you're on my Instagram, be sure to check out my stories. Um, I'm always posting whenever I'm working. Um, not always, but I leave my phone at the house, I mean at the studio now. So I only post things when I'm at the studio, and I'm only checking Instagram when I'm at the studio. But art seems to be like a grind for me right now, and I'm having a lot of trouble getting past this hump. And I feel like... I'm trying to make art for a purpose rather than just making art just to make art. I don't know. It's, I'm not sure if it's a bad thing that it's become a grind, but I just kind of feel like my time could be spent better paying off, like doing things to pay off debt because I just have this big black hole in the back of my brain now and it's just all consumed by medical debt. And I really want to make like a publication. Like, cause what I'm starting to see now is like I have a cycle and the cycle is I make art until I can't anymore. And then I make some type of product or publication. So like I've made the art coloring kit, uh, made the art surprise, 
Um, right before I came out to Denver, I made a, a Mississippi Modern magazine with my buddy Nathan. That was really cool. I, what I really want to do, and so I really want to make another publication. But then also in that cycle is a community event or something like that. It's like an art show, uh, doing something like helping with the kids, doing something. I don't, I don't know. My stomach is going crazy. I don't know if y'all can hear that in the microphone or not, but my stomach is going absolutely bananas. Um, so I'm in this cycle and I feel like the next step I need to make is making a publication, but I don't really have the money for it. So I'm still pushing these coloring kits. Uh, I really think it's a good idea and I think they're really fun to play with. Uh, I've colored them myself and I, I really enjoyed it. So, uh, I have the, the plug at the beginning and the end of most of these podcasts, but just while, while we're on the topic, it's artcolorkit.com. And I have six different coloring kits you can choose from. And if you buy two two or more, it's free shipping. So I will ship it for free. I'll just eat that cost and pay for it. That's how much I want you to have one of these things, or really two of these things. Um, I sold a good bit during Christmas, and I just I used to sell a lot of them whenever I was doing things in person, which takes me back to my calling map. So... I wrote down things that I had most fun doing, the things I was most proud of, and the things I felt most accomplished with. And one of the things I had the most fun doing was going to markets and selling my artwork and selling my coloring kits. Uh, I had really great response. There was wonderful people, and I started seeing some people who I who were regularly coming out to these types of events. And I feel like that that's all but disappeared now. Um, so I'll just go through some of the things. Uh, so the most fun I had doing, uh, so I had like, since I've been in Denver, it's been uh kid's crush. So helping out with, uh, doing kid's crush, like just showing the kids how to do graffiti, to do spray painting, stencils, to do wheat pasting. It's just a lot of fun and it's a lot of goodwill and I get to meet a lot of families and I just really, really enjoy it. Um, I like to do the live painting at first, I wasn't a big fan because it felt kind of gimmicky, but in retrospect, like I had a lot of fun live painting at Odell for um, Crush Mural Festival, and I had fun live painting over at, um, gosh, I've forgotten the name of the place. It's like connected to a climbing wall gym. Um, it's a brewery. They have a big food truck court in the backyard. I can't remember, but they had a can fest. It was a canned beer festival. And I live painted during that, and that was a ton of fun. And then doing stand-up, I really enjoy doing stand-up comedy. It's just so much fun to just get out there and interact with all the people. And it's just like we're all in this like weird phase of life where we know something that what we're doing isn't the best in the world, but we know we have to do the grind just to get through and get to the good stuff. And it felt like I had peers. I really really miss that and I'm hoping the open mics come back soon once they do I am going to be right back out there and once I once I have this second vaccine shot I guess I can go ahead and start going back out without any fear those are some of the things I had the most fun doing art related and then what I'm most proud of uh art related would be um so the Rhino Art District they, they do a catalog magazine that they put out every year I don't think they've done one this year but uh, I've been featured in that twice now, not as like a feature article or anything, but just as uh, an artist in Rhino. So my artwork's in there. I have a little blurb about me, and it says my name. 
and it makes me feel really proud and like I'm a part of something larger than myself. Uh, I'm really proud of the M. Romero uh, solo show that I did. Uh, I felt like it was pulled off really well. It was very uh, well put together, in my humble opinion. And um, I'm just proud because like, I, I, I'm grateful that I had Scott come out and take pictures. Uh, Scott is a photographer that I used to work with uh, over at Zarnowski before the economy shut down. He was able to take a bunch of photographs for me, so I have it well documented. Uh, I'm also really proud that my Odell coloring kit, the one that kind of kicked it off for the art color kits, I'm really proud that uh, at my solo show, all the coloring kits that were for Odell, they sold out. So I think it was about 105 kits, and they all sold out, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, I'm also proud of my two Odell shows that I've had. Um, let's see what else on my calling path. Uh, what makes me feel most accomplished? Um, so I really, I kind of zoomed out on this one a little bit, but I guess, uh, just in general, what makes me feel the most accomplished, uh, is like completing a product, like the art color kit. Like I did it and I went to a small business development center class uh, called leading edge and they showed me how to run a business and how to do things correctly. And I feel very accomplished for doing that. Uh, I feel accomplished for doing the, uh, what. there's a new art park uh, in Rhino over by the Platte River. And uh, there was a ribbon cutting. The mayor was there. It was a big deal. And I got asked to do the mural for that event. And so I am really feel really accomplished that I was able to do that mural. And there was an interactive aspect to it to where people can take markers and Sharpies and stuff and come up and add to the mural uh, and contribute their work of art to the art. So I feel very accomplished doing that. Uh, I feel very accomplished performing stand-up comedy in, over, in front of over 50 people after my stand-up comedy class. Yes, I took a class. No, I don't regret it. It's one of my favorite things I've done since I've been in Denver. It started on my birthday, so it was like a great birthday present to to just take classes and just have things laid out for me. And something else that makes me feel really accomplished, which these happened before I got to Denver, but uh, my friend Krista, Lauren, and I, we did a music festival from scratch, and we had almost a 1,000 people show up to it, and that makes me feel really accomplished. Like, I contributed to uh, the culture. Um, it was very difficult. It was not an easy feat, but we pulled it off. Uh, we didn't make any money, but we didn't owe anybody any money, so I feel really accomplished with that. Uh, we also were able to do a bunch of museum shows, so we were able to get contemporary artists into the local museums, which is insane, especially for Mississippi. Like we, uh, before that, there weren't really any um, contemporary art showcases at the museums, and we were able to get that into the museums thanks to the museum staff. They really were open to the idea. Um, so I'm just going to leave it there. Oh, and the, the cycle cross team. Uh, so back home in Mississippi, if you're, if you just now meeting me or if you never heard my story, um, I used to run a nonprofit called Mississippi modern. You know, what our focus was is, uh, connecting and connecting all the art communities in Mississippi and making some type of cohesive movement. So making things holistic, and we were very successful with it. It didn't translate into money, but it definitely translated into a lot of cultural events. And in that respect, we were very successful. 
And one of the things we did is we had a cyclocross team. It's a competitive biking team, and they went all throughout the Southeast competing on behalf of Mississippi artists. And it's the reason why we were able to get our, uh, we made a magazine, uh, a Mississippi Modern magazine that featured a whole bunch of artists. Uh, and they're the reason why we were able to get that done because we got the team sponsored. Um, so that feel very accomplished doing that um, and doing that uh, nonprofit work. I really wish it if we had been able to figure out how to make money with it, but you know, you win some, you lose some. I've, I kind of have this picture of what uh, life is supposed to be, like what it's supposed to look like and when I feel most balanced. And it's like two parallel lines. Uh, one line is for a day job and the other line is for making artwork. And I feel like without the day job um, grind aspect, the grind is kind of seeped into my artwork and I'm unable to just treat my artwork as just what it is and just let it be what it is. And now I'm worried about things like storage. I'm worried about things like making money. I'm worried about uh, the economics of art rather than just the joy of making art. And so I'm really hoping that I'm able to solve this problem and get uh, get a day job. I was able, I spent over five hours on a hold for a video chat with the unemployment office, uh, their ID Me program. ID Me is like a service that they use to confirm your identity and make sure you're not a scammer. Um, but what's happened is it it's taken me this long to be able to get to the point to where I can be ID'd just because the system just didn't work out the best like as well as it could for me personally. Um, so I was on hold for over five hours, but I was able to get it done. So I should be getting unemployment checks coming really soon. I'm supposed to get back pay, um, so that is great news. So I feel a lot less stress about the um, making money from my art aspect because I've never really wanted to do that, but I need to do that. But I'd rather do that in my own time, you know, because art's hard. It's really hard, and it's hard to give your soul to uh, the ether and then it just be contained in your studio. Um, so whenever I make it, it's contributing to my psyche and it's contributing to my ability to communicate visually. But whenever I don't share it necessarily to the world through art shows or through gallery representation, I am not translating my growth to others. And it's it can be very painful. It's a painful process. But like with stand-up comedy going to open mics, you perform the you perform all the growth in front of other people. And so there's a there's a camaraderie there, but I feel like with art that camaraderie just doesn't necessarily exist in my world. Yes, we're there's I have friends who are artists. Yes, we're all working together. Yes, we're all working in the same studio space, but we're all have our own personal struggles and our own personal uh, walks that we're trying to accomplish. Uh, with me, it's unpacking um, years of uh, being raised raised religious. It's on years of unpacking uh, depression from trauma. Uh, having a, uh, a very close friend of mine die when I was 15 really affected my ability to communicate verbally uh, and to express myself fully. Um, witnessing, um, whenever I was about 22, uh, I witnessed a woman commit suicide and that really drove me into the hole even further with my depression. Uh, and now that I'm... Once I turned 30, I was diagnosed as bipolar, and I just had my second relapse 
uh, as as a 31 year old. Um, so I have a lot of things I am working through in my studio and I feel like the work is valuable, but I'm not sure if others understand the value. Um, if you do, please let me know because I feel like I'm working in a silo and I don't feel like I'm connecting as effectively as I could. So if I have a link in the bio, in the description of this to my contact page. So if you just want to go to that contact page, just let me know how you're doing and let me know how I'm doing. Um, I can maybe email you some pictures if that's what you want to do of what I'm working on. Um, because it's really easy to feel alone out here. And since I've started this podcast, I feel like I've been able to really communicate a lot more effectively, much more effectively. And, and, and I just feel like I'm helping others by helping myself with this. I don't know if that really makes any sense, but that's just kind of how I feel. Um, and in this silo, it's, it's been brought into the studio and it's, I'm having a lot of difficulty getting it out of the studio, but just dealing with medical debt. And I feel weird even talking about it because nobody wants to hear about like these types of problems because everybody's got to deal with it at some point in their life. I feel, and whenever it's happening to someone else and you already have it going on in your life, I think it's very easy to be jaded and just dismissive of how big of a struggle it is for somebody when they're dealing with it for the first time. Um, I felt like I was in a good place with my last job and making the payments for my first hospital stay. But now that I have a second one and I made the mistake of getting a high deductible plan, um, I'm just not seeing the way out. Uh, I really hope once I get this job that the way forward will become much more clear. But right now, I just kind of feel like there's no more fun. And I just feel like my financial security has been ended. And I just, I just don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't feel like I, the only things that I feel like I need money for right now is to pay my rent at the studio, to pay my uh, web hosting fees, to pay the the podcasting fees, which aren't a lot. And I've already had uh, someone reach out and offer their support financially for that, which is, I am so grateful. Uh, I don't, I don't know if she wants me to say her name, so I won't say her name, but she, she uh, reached out and gave me $50, which is half the cost of doing this for a year. And it just really touched my heart. Yeah. Um, so what I really want to be able to spend money on is making another publication. I've already talked with a, uh, with a few artists to see if they'd be interested in doing it with me. And I, I have someone in mind um, but it's going to cost some money and I was saving up for it before all the, before I got sent to the hospital a second time. And I just don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it this time. So if you are listening to this and you'd like to sponsor a publication, please reach out. It's, it would, uh, mean the world to me. Um, and we can treat you as a, a producer or whatever you want to be called and put your name in there or put your business. We're going to make, I think a thousand of them and then put them all over Denver uh, so if, if you're interested in that, just hit me up at, uh, at gandy.cc, 
backslash contact. That's G-A-N-D-Y dot C-C backslash contact. C-O-N-T-A-C-T. Yeah, that's kind of where my brain's at now. Uh, I'm thinking that I'm having, how do I put this? I'm having a little trouble being grateful for things right now. Um, just because my brain is just all over the place. I'm not really having trouble being grateful. I just feel like I'm undeserving of good things happening to me. And I know that sounds kind of defeatist, but that's just kind of where my brain's at. It's like I've had so many good things happen to me in the past. Like, Why should I continue having good things happen to me? Maybe this is the part of life where all the bad things happen and it brings me really low and then I'm able to grow from just being at square one again. Uh, I, I don't want to see that happen. I feel like I've already been brought pretty low. Uh, I would like to stay in Denver. I feel like I have a lot to offer Denver and a lot to offer the community here. But, you know, life's life. It's going to happen however it's going to happen. Things don't always work out the way that we want them to. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. The um, I am grateful for exercise. This morning, I was able to do an exercise, of like a stretching exercise, using a, an app called FitOn, F-I-T-O-N. And the app worked pretty good. Uh, it's free. And I just followed this lady. She just showed me how to do all these different stretches and open up my hips and do a whole bunch of different things. And I feel really good about it. I was able to get a good night's sleep last night, so I'm grateful for that. I went to sleep at like 9 o'clock, and I woke up around 6.30 ish. I tried to go back to sleep just to get as much sleep as possible. I'm trying to use this opportunity of being unemployed as a way to like get my rest back up and get my sleep back up. Um, So I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to do that. I'm grateful for my savings and the fact that my unemployment has gone through and that it'll help alleviate a lot of the stress that's being caused uh, financially. And I'm grateful that I've gotten the vaccine the first half. The next half is, I've heard it's worse than the first half. Uh, The first one, my arm was just really, really sore. um, And it was very painful for about two, two or three solid days. And I was very groggy. But, you know, that's just part of it. Uh, I'm grateful to have it. Uh, I'm hopefully I'll, the next one won't be too painful, but I'm going to be grateful to get that one as well. Uh, I think that's, I think that's pretty much it. Um, oh yeah. I saw a, a really small dog with a long tail, uh, climb up a tree. It was a squirrel. I saw a squirrel. I saw a big fat squirrel in the park and it was really cute. I don't know. I just want to tell you about the the small dog. <laughs> I think I'm funny. Whatever. I'm a, I'm going to try to bring more jokes and stuff into this just because I can't go to open mics. And uh, if you don't like them, you don't like them. You're not really supposed to record your jokes. You're supposed to just tell them. And if they're funny, then you're supposed to say them again. But I am just going to say what I want to say. Okay. Love you. Bye-bye. Ouch. This podcast is sponsored by ArtColorKit.com. Are your art supplies lonely? Visit ArtColorKit.com.